It's always good to be back. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Lance Curve. We want to keep pushing. We want to keep grinding. But nah, I don't think I'm going to say the word grinding because that means that we don't have enough lubrication in our mechanism. We're moving smoothly. We're moving forward. We're getting ready for a new year. And I hope and pray that I make it to that time. We can't take time for granted. But one thing for sure, we hope for the future. We know we have a past, but we have the present. The present is the future. We have to use the present to get into the future. You're in the present, thinking about the future. I'm not saying you, but we're not doing anything in the present. So how's the future going to arrive in a very happy place? So this is why every single day I use my present. And guess what? When you focus, the future take, takes care of itself. I don't know why I had to say that. Somebody needed to hear that, I guess, right? It's going to be a good one. And if in Shaka, how are you? First one here. I know over on the East Coast where I target my podcast, a lot of people are not even awake yet. It's okay. You'll get this. And by the time you wake up, you'll get a whole lot more because we're coming out of the gates swinging. Hollywood swinging. Remember that song, Cool in the Gang? What was it, 1973 or 74, 75? I don't know. My era is back in then. This is my present era also. What I'm say saying is that back in those days, this is what undergirds me to be to who I am today. But a lot of us have lost our minds. The topic today, chemically driven fools, teenage minds, and broke down bodies. That's right. I was thinking the same thing. Early bird gets the worm. <laughs> Ah, but we have older gentlemen in the black community and all communities, I understand, but we're focusing on us because we need our men. We need our elders, right? And, oh, wow, I didn't know you were in the Dominican Republic. Much love to the Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic to West Africa, West Africa to the Dominican Republic and all over the world. The beauty of technology. But sometimes they use the technology to come against you and keep your numbers down. But that doesn't stop me. We're going to keep on going with this. Truth is truth is truth. I share my little piece. You share your little piece. And together, we'll have a meal. You remember back in the day, no matter where we are in the world, if we all didn't have enough food individually, well, you bring the chicken and you bring the potatoes. We can make some uh, uh, mashed potatoes and you bring the vegetables. You're growing all those vegetables in your yard. You bring that too. Now, the little poor broke down guy that didn't have much money. You just say, hey, you bring the paper plates, right? But collectively, we brought everything together. And you know what? Even though things were tight until that next paycheck or that ne next bit of money that's there, we, we laughed, we ate, we fellowshiped, and we made it through another day. What happened to that? What happened to that unity that we used to have? That's an underlying theme with most of the shows. I'm going to bring that up all the time. We have to keep pounding this into our head to remind us that we're in a different time right now, but it's okay that it's a different time. It doesn't mean we have to act different to each other and get new on each other, right? It's, um, thank you, Enifin Shaka. It's always a pleasure to have you here. You, you, you throw some dope comments. I'm telling you some good feedback. You know what I mean? So it's, truth is timeless. So I don't always have to, with all the other things that I'm trying to do right now, well, I have to sit down for one time. I have to get this stuff out of me. You know, there's no one time to go to the bathroom. You want to do a number two and it's like, well, I have three more hours before I give the toilet my next installment. 
You know what I mean? You got to go now. You got to go now. When you have to speak truth, you have to speak truth. Even if someone else doesn't understand it at that time, they will. How many times have you saw something in your life, personal life, professional life, whatever, or just in life in general that you're commenting on that you saw on a television set? And people are like, what are you, lost your mind? I, I don't see it. What do you mean by that? And they ridicule you. And it's like, okay, you don't see it right now. But two, two years later, two weeks later, two months later, whatever it may be, they tug your, your, your coattail and they say, hey, listen, remember you were speaking about this the other day? And um, I vehemently disagreed with you. Bottom line is, I see where you're coming from. So even when it's time to speak truth, I'm not going to call people fools. No, I'm not going to do that. They just are not enlightened yet. But when they don't see it, don't argue with them. Put it out there. If it's valid, later on, they'll come to you and say, hey, I didn't understand. This has freed me up a whole lot because I've had over the years, a lot of people come at me, some of the things I've said, and maybe I'm wrong or off a little bit. So I need your truth, your, your, your blade of truth to sharpen my blade of truth so we can have a higher truth that's more realistic. It's not about me being right. It's not about, oh, you're not right and I'm right. This is not a battle. I want truth. If you can bring it to me, I'll accept it because that elevates me. But we've gotten out of that. And we've gotten out of speaking boldly on what we need to do in our community worldwide to sharpen our blade of truth. Many of us are running around here fraudulent. So let's kick the gears and let's say the title again. Chemically driven fools, teenage minds and broke down bodies. Of course, we're going to think it's about one thing. We're going to think about the Viagra. Of course, because I put the pill up there so you can see it. But this particular topic is much more than that. Let me adjust myself here so we can about shift gears. Allow me to take a sip of water so my throat doesn't dry up on me. <laughs> Thank you. Let's talk some sense. Let me tell you something. I say back in the day. If a person who's 20 years old said back in the day, they're not talking about 25, 30 years ago. They can only go back 20 years. Well, I'm 60. And when I say back in the day, that, that, that encompasses all the prior 60 years. Somebody who's 100 years old says back in the day, well, they got me beat. So it's all relative when we say this. So we have to consider the person when we are listening to them, when they say back in the day. That's a generalized statement, saying that a different time. Not just a chronological time, but a different time and a different mindset, a back in the day mindset. Now, we always had older men who were a little frisky, right? And that's always been the dirty old man. Girl, every time I walk past his house, he's always in the window. I don't know what he's doing, but he just staring at my backside. We've always had that. And let me slow down because I'm talking too fast for my thoughts. So I got to slow down because my mind is racing. There's so many things racing in my mind. Let me grab one thought at a time. Now, we've always had that in our communities. Black men are very powerful in many ways. And when you see an older black man as an illustration, because I made sure to have gray hair, it doesn't mean that this older black man 
has great wisdom. Maybe he does. Maybe he has a little bit of wisdom, more or less. But it doesn't mean that when you get older, that your intimate life, I don't want to keep saying sex, right? Because I don't want to take it there. And I will say some things that take it there, but this is not about that. Many will say, okay, he's going to talk about those things. No, we're going to go deeper. I'm going to surprise you. It doesn't mean that your intimate life has to stop. But what I find in nature, from what I see in the naked eye, gradually the drive for the physical contact diminishes. I don't think anybody would argue with me with that. At 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, down in there, you know the term. I'm not going to say it. All you had to do is have the wind blow. I won't finish it. I'll just make a sound. Because physically, I'm not going to see it at your peak at that time. But it's a peak of sorts when you compare it to maybe, for me, at 60, I am not the man <laughs> that I was at 20 in that regard. And I would be foolish to even try to attempt to compete with my, I'm not going to say standards, but my level at that age. But so many of us, as we get older, it doesn't mean that you can't function in that area. And it doesn't mean that you can't indulge in those activities. But that should not be the first and foremost thing on your mind when you are now an elder statesman of sorts. You've lived life. You may have a few more decades of life experience under the belt more so than other people. It doesn't mean that you're better than other people because of a chronological age. Because we have a lot of gray-haired fools out here who don't know their role and their position in their communities. And what do I mean by that? What you do behind closed doors in your bedroom and the desires to find yourself in that place, I'm not trying to deny you. I'm not trying to say it's something bad. I'm not trying to say it's not something that you should indulge in and enjoy in your private life. But after a time, you've got to realize that you are a general in these armed forces, armed spiritually, armed mentally, armed physically. And because you have these decades of life more so under your belt, there's a responsibility for you to lead the younger ones who may be at their physical peak on those levels. See, as we weaken physically, because I've never seen an Olympic lifter at 99 years old breaking his records from when he was 20 years old, it just ain't going to happen. It doesn't mean that we should just accept going down, and, and but we have to, at a certain point, maintain yourself. Keep yourself at your physical best. Keep yourself at your spiritual and mental best. 
But we focus so much as men on the physical because in this society, in this world order that has reduced our value to the world and to ourselves for those who believe that we're less, believe that we don't have power, believe that we have nothing to offer, believe that we are less than. We only feel, many of us, as we get older and younger, that the only power we have is in the bedroom. Now, if you don't know what I mean by that, I'm not going to say it graphically. I'm trying to keep away from that. Not because I'm scared of YouTube, but I want to be a little more dignified. We don't have to come out here, uh, MF, and well, what the F, and what the, MF, and I'm real, I'm keeping it real. MF, who wants to hear that all the time? Let's get down to it. You can say anything. And me personally, I'm not bragging, but I can say anything. Standing up in front of a church on a Sunday morning. I can tell a dirty joke without saying anything bad. That's one of my gifts. I don't have to say words. If I do, it's because I'm around a different audience. Let me stand up here. I like to stand up when I talk. You know? It's like the brother in the picture likes to stand up because of that pill he got next to him, but it's not on his feet. So many times, we only feel as though we have power in the bedroom because we have been marginalized and kept away from that. Doesn't mean we can't have it. But there's a system in place that vehemently works against our rise in power. And when in war, when you're fighting the enemy, you must have wise generals. You must have wise leaders who are masters strategically in war because we as American Africans and Africans and black people worldwide, globally melanated people, whatever you want to call it, the cross threads and the red dot is on us no matter what you call yourself. You're not escaping that hate, you're not escaping that system that's coming after you. So don't get caught up in, you can't say black, black's law addiction. Look, the guns symbolically and literally are pointed at us. You ain't got no time to sit up there and argue about your heritage. We are the original of the planet. Case closed. The whole planet is Africa. Shut up. But we, because of our lack of power in their system and in our community, because so many now have been indoctrinated against us as we get older on a chronological level, and no one really comes to us for the wisdom that many of us have in abundance. We possess this wisdom in abundance. But you have those who look like they're proper elders and they got nothing else but damn foolishness on their mind foolishness doesn't mean that a woman is a bad thing no but we have to live life in balance and now you realize that you're not the man that you used to be if you know what i mean and now we have a little thing called viagra coming along and then we have testosterone replacement therapy 
where you get injections and testosterone in different forms or shot into your bloodstream because maybe your body is not producing enough testosterone. And at this point, I'm not going to knock it because low testosterone does open the door for certain illnesses to happen. It's not steroids per se. It's low dosages, but it will keep you where you should be, from what I understand, because I know personally somebody who owns a clinic who does this. And, I'm, and I'm, I was against it. I'm not on it, but I was against the thought of it because I have a bodybuilding background. And I'm like, man, testosterone, you're not supposed to put. And he explained it to me. It's never over a certain level. But we'll run for that. But we don't run to say, hey, let me clean up my eating. Let me make sure to get a certain amount of rest, deep sleep, REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep. The other sleep doesn't count until you get to the rapid eye movement sleep. And it takes four or five hours to get there of straight sleep. So if you don't have it, your brain is not being cleansed. And the different things that happen in your body that need to happen at certain times in your sleep. So you, if you interrupt your sleep, you're stopping the processes of your liver, your pancreas, your heart, your lungs. Different things happen at different points in sleep, but we don't understand that. We weren't taught that in school. So when we learn certain things, we have to teach each other. And we have Google, which can be, be our enemy, but it also can be our friend. If we know how to direct our searches instead of being on you porn, red tube, XXX, whatever, triple X this to titillate yourself in a time when we should be seeking knowledge to be that general in the army with our forces to protect and direct how we move in this war. But we have to acknowledge that we are in a war and strategically the enemy has placed certain things, not only in our communities, we know about that. We know about drugs that are there. And as they always say, I didn't have no plane to bring no drugs in. Well, now it's easier now to use different chemicals for different types of drugs that because of the economy, we say, hey, you know, got to do what you got to do. My baby got to eat. I got to have a place to live. And we are corralled into get, getting incarcerated and warring against each other over turf and getting robbed because we're selling stuff that we shouldn't be selling. And now they're coming after us because Anytime a drug dealer gets robbed, he's not going to go to the police and say, listen, I'm selling drugs, man. I got robbed. I want to get back my drugs. You need to arrest this guy. No, they know you're playing a dirty game. So those are the obvious things. But what about the other things? Those who are our generals in a certain chronological age who should have certain amounts of wisdom. They have abandoned, I'm not saying everybody, I don't have percentages and I don't have statistics, but many of them have abandoned their role in the community of being that general that with the wisdom they have, they can guide us who are younger to say, hey, young man, you don't treat a sister that way. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't look at her that way. Now she's putting herself out like that and you cross town or whatever, but don't do that in front of the younger kids. Don't. Don't call your sister no B-I-T-C-H, no thought, no hoe. Don't approach her in a certain way around these young kids. They're the directors. 
They are the generals, right? How would a symphony sound with no conductor? I used to think when I was a child, I'm like, why has that man got that little stick and he's waving it back and forth? He's keeping the tempo. He's pointing to some part of the people that have instruments over here, the violins and, the, and whatever else they have as far as the instruments, right? And he points and they know and they already know, but he's there to help direct and guide them, the conductor. So we have to have someone who sees the overall state of who we are, where we're going, what we've become, what needs to be erased from us. We have to have that one who has that, that, that knowledge, not just in one area, because, you know, in any business, you have that person who's an accountant. You have that person who surveys and checks things out statistically to see how the company is doing as opposed to other companies in the corporate world. But it's that CEO who pretty much may have experience in all of those things, and he knows how to tie it in together so that the whole company works in unison. We've become unraveled. We're under attack in our mind. We're made to think that time, the artificial thing called time, but where we should be with the inner clock, we're focused on the outer clock and not on the voice on the inside that we should be connected to. So we go about now not knowing who we are. Here we are, 65 years old, 70 years old, 55 years old, trying to seduce a girl who just got out of high school, that's bad enough. And some will try to seduce a girl who just got out of middle school or elementary school. For what? And for those who keep it within legal age, what in the hell are you going to be doing? You are 65 years old. Why are you running after this 22-year-old? What is it that you can have with her other than the physical? And it's got to be twisted. Now, we understand we have cultures all over the world. We have different cultures all over the world where certain things that are the norm in the West, that's not how it is. I was in shock when I came to West Africa, Ghana, and living here after a while, you begin to acclimate yourself to the rhythm of the place, how people move, how they express themselves, how they talk to each other what they mean by certain expressions. You learn the words and you learn the bits of the language. And as you go on in time, you learn a, bit, a little bit of the language. So you understand. And I'm somewhere else, so I can't try to change the whole of, a, of, of Africa because I'm here, because I'm from America. And again, I'm an American African. I'm not an African American. I'm not American. I was born in America. If you got a problem with that and my perspective on that, go on and unsubscribe and click that little box and leave the show. I'm not running nobody down. I'm going to say what it is that I feel. I'm not trying to insult anybody, but I'm not going to hold it back because I refuse to pass on from this life and transition dying with emotional constipation. See? So now I've had to understand that it's a little different over here, just the same way you get that, I'm comparing it in New York City, the core of the city, the core of the urban areas. 
and you have a young white boy who his only job might have been working at Walmart overnight, and he's stocking the shelves out after high school. He don't know nothing about life. He may know a little bit about his life and his little bubble of a life, but as a young little white boy who never left his little, little town and he's working at the local Walmart, well, he has his little life. But now he applies to be a New York City police officer. It could be L.A., it could be Detroit, it could be Chicago, it could be Miami, the parallels, but I'm speaking about New York City. So now with no life experience and the only dealings that he had with the urban environment was something that he saw on TV. So now he goes to the police academy and now as a rookie, he's given the worst position or post. They stick him right in the middle of Brownsville. They stick him right in the middle of South Jamaica, Queens. They stick him right in the middle of the South Bronx. They stick him right in the middle. I can't say Harlem no more because we got just as much white folks up there as anything else. But you understand what I'm trying to say, you know, because Harlem is gentrified. So now he's scared. He has to put on that tough face. But, you know, they get red real quick all up in their ears when they get angry or when they get uh, frightened. So he's near the corner. There's brothers out there. They may have their pants sagging, but that's what many of our brothers do, unfortunately. They're playing a game of dice and they got their 40 ounce right there. I'm not saying all black men do this, but I'm painting the picture. And they're loud. They're loud to the point where this young white boy who's a cop now in the inner city who doesn't understand the environment, he's taken aback. They might as well be eight feet tall, 400 pounds without an ounce of muscle on them. He's fearful. He's the cop. He has the position, but he can't grasp this new atmosphere. This is not like where he came from. He thinks they're about to fight. He's afraid. They're getting in each other's faces. Yo, man, no, man, you cheat, man. And they got a little grin on their face, but he don't see that. But they're pointing and they're muscular and they're aggressive and they're loud compared to where he came from. So you've got to have an expanded mind to embrace where you came from as opposed to where you are. I can't expect this place to be America. No way. I would never do that. So I've had to learn. And then coming here, coming all the way around to prove the point now, you know how I do. Things are different. You see older men with much younger females. And I'm looking at them. Now, you got dirty old men over here. Don't, I'm not going to lie to you. But it's a different culture. So it's not improper here or something that is raising eyebrows. When you see an age gap that's a bit too stretched or would be considered that way in the United States. I couldn't believe when I was doing a video on the overpass. That um, these young ladies walked up to me and they were watching what I was doing. And they were staring and giggling. And one young girl came over and she said, oh, my friend over there, he wants to talk to you. Now, this was, an impro this was improper all the way across the board. So I'm not trying to even justify that mess. But what I'm saying is that 
that is not as taboo over here because if you are a man and you take on a woman of any age, you are supposed to take care of her. Now, to just segue into this other part real quick, and let me cut this phone off because it's making too much noise. It's distracting me too much. But the bottom line is that, okay, let me, let me, let me knock this phone off. Got to hit a few buttons here. Hit a few buttons. Okay, here we go. Power off. Good. Leave me alone, phone. I'm alive. My phone never rings when I'm not live. <laughs> it starts, give me attention. Can't do it right now. But it's a responsibility thing. Overall, the men are supposed to be bringers of wisdom to guide you. So many of us from the West, we see in Ghana that you can have up to five wives. But we can't have up to five wives with a Western mind. No. Many men say that I need to move over to that place because uh, <laughs> I can have a whole lot of fun legally. Don't think that too fast. Because you're going to have to provide a dwelling for each of your wives. You're going to have to bring wisdom to that family. They work together. It's not just a big sex fest 2023, okay? That can happen, but you have to earn it with a wise mind. You better be a great provider. You better be full of wisdom, and your mind can't be on that little 15-minute, 10-minute people you know, men lie, man, I was up in that thing for two hours, man. She ain't never had nothing like that. Man, you know you were done in two minutes. Stop lying. Why do we put too much, so much weight on this thing? Why do we do that? See, I don't see that other places. I don't see that out here. Now, we got issues out here in West Africa, but I don't see the weight put on sexual performance. And I'll say this, and this is my opinion. It's a plantation thing. And I said that a few days ago, that we were revered on the plantation as much as we could help Massa reproduce more product because we weren't looked at as a human being. More product for him, like breeding dogs. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's one of my best dogs here. He's strong. He's aggressive. He's a winner. We'll put them together with the dogs that you have and let them breed and they can reproduce. That's what they saw in us. That was the only place that we were allowed to, if I may say it this way, excel. It was no problem for us on the plantation to have as many women as we, as we could. It was no problem with Massa. Because the end result of that would be to reproduce a labor force for him. So isn't it funny that it's not a crime to impregnate as many women as you want? But a way of keeping us in check is that they want you to take care of all of those children. And they're not going to give you the job to do so. And many of us don't have the mind to say, if I'm bringing this child into this world, I'm going to undergird it with a roof over its head, food, sustenance on all levels, wisdom and guidance in the presence of me being there throughout his whole life until he or she can go on 
to higher things. So I'm not saying that as a way of condoning having multiple women. Because after really and truly, when you're a certain age, five wives, that's a lot of work. Synchronized periods, because you know when women are around each other a lot. Whoever is that alpha woman, the other's periods line up with theirs synchronized. That's something that I learned within the last, I could say, year or two, but I kept hearing it, so it's like really in my mind. So we in nature have a way of relating to each other. But now look at it this way. Many will knock, and this is not, I segued into this and I got to pull myself out and don't say, oh, you're trying to clean it up now, Lance, because you done messed up because you're talking too much about that. You're probably down with that stuff. Listen, I couldn't handle it. I don't want to handle it. I can give my wisdom freely without looking for any type of physical gratification that my body right now couldn't handle it. But, well, my God, but you got fools out here who we think that they have wisdom and they got great hair, so they must be wise. And they will still try because they got that little blue pill. Not even thinking, if you look at the illustration, the woman is much younger than this man. He's behind her and he's got his hand on, his, on a blouse. What does that mean? You know what that means. Marvin Gaye said it. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, baby. Hey, yeah. Let the love come out. <laughs> I understand. But in America, especially, and I say America it could be the UK or anywhere where where we are not the dominant power and force there because of how it is. Over there, many of our sisters, and I'm not saying this in some funny way, many of our sisters will say, Oh, I'm not going for that. I'm not going for sharing my man, and rightfully so. Because in the West, when you have a good man, you have a good thing. And lots of times it could be rare now. We're under attack. We're out of ourselves. We're out of our mind as black men in America. So of course you don't want to share that. I understand that. But understand that there are many sisters out here who are sharing a man with four other women and they don't know it. That's the sad part. And it's only being shared in the physical aspects because how much can his little money go? How much could his little money stretch? Is he thinking about raising children? Well, we have enough children that may not have fathers. So righteously, you can, how could I say it? Commandeer multiple families without demanding that she give her body up. You can do so in a righteous way. I feel I'm on my way to that road because people call me. We talk about different things and what I may know because of the accumulation of wisdom in my chronological years, I share it. I'm not going to say, well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this sweetheart, but you know, I need to slide on through there about 10 o'clock tonight, you know, and wear that little thing I, I saw you on Facebook wearing, you know, when I come over, <laughs> what kind of wine you like to drink? That ain't no wisdom talk. So don't knock what's over here, even though I don't really, you know, I'm for getting in where you fit in. Focusing on your woman and always 
But if you your male energy is needed, I'm not talking about your energy as far as how many times you can get it up. I'm talking about from the heart and from the mind, sincerely and righteously, as you love the children that may not have come out of your loins, but they need your energy. And too many of us are focused on under the guise of righteousness. Oh, yeah, I'll come on. I'll take your kids on out with you. We'll go to the amusement park. I'll pay for it. No problem. All the while, he's looking down at them pretty legs. And you know what's on his mind. And sisters, those who do, refrain from those kind of brothers. I'm not hating on nobody. Oh, man, you're trying to mess my game up. No, it, but that's what it is, a game. Our lives, it's not a game. While we have the cross threads on our forehead, while we have that red dot aimed at us to destroy us and to destroy our community. Check yourself. If you find that you are interested in someone and you both are adults and you do what you do, do what you do. But don't try to mask it and make it seem like it's something else. Don't tell the woman you love her and all you're doing is lusting her. In the modern day, I may not condone the unraveling of our community, but she might be down for the same thing you're down. Say it. Give her the choice. That's your business. Or as they say it in the street, that's your business. We got to be realistic about things and talk about these situations in a realistic manner so the ones who are younger behind us coming up, they're going to deal with it too. And if we try to whitewash everything, which when you whitewash something, you're messing it up. So we'll just say we're trying to blackwash everything, bring ourselves back into our melanated mind. But we have to undo what's been done as we have been spiraling out of control. Somebody has got to step up and say, hey, I like my women and that's my business. But I'm going to take most of my energy and instead of focusing on popping Viagra pills and trying to recapture the fountain of youth or the juices of youth flowing through my veins in a chemically driven way, let me leave all that alone. Let me find somebody, if I'm single, who's closer to my age, who don't require as much. I ain't got to pop pills with her because she ain't looking to swing from the chandeliers. We trying to build something. You know, the ultimate feeling is a man. I can tell you this because I'm accumulating years. Used to be when I was 20, I had 10 years ago, I'll still be 30, I'll still be young. Now I'm 60, 10 years go by, it's going to go by like two. And I'll be a little older. I'm not afraid of that. You know why? Because in my life, yes, I've had some times where I might have been a little hedonistic and stuff. Not even a little. I was a lot. But I woke up to what was put into me through my parents and the people who fed into me. And I get horny too, like anybody else. Yeah, old Lansker get horny. We all get horny. Most of us are not two or three days away from an orgasm that either it was self-induced <laughs> or with someone. Hopefully it was with someone. And if not, that's your business. But why should that dominate your mind? Look at the act of sex, how short it is compared to the child that's born and how many years you have to feed into that child. 
You see what I mean? So nature is telling you right there, yeah, you're getting a little pleasure for this act because how else are we going to get you to put this thing in that thing and go through the motions and deposit something in this person's body that will help to keep you going on into the future? It's a beautiful thing. It is. It's a beautiful thing when there's that mutual understanding, but you have to know what comes out of that. We want the pleasure, but we don't want the responsibility. You get that phone call. Girl, keep on ringing. You know you didn't use no protection for that week that you was with her. We ain't talking three months. Why is she calling me now? I remember her. You'd have blocked her. See, you're irresponsible. You already know what the phone call's about. She didn't have no problem with you not calling because she probably was dealing with somebody else anyway. I'm not saying our sisters are like that. We're talking about a realistic situation. But that three, four months after that you saw her and you know that you were rolling bareback, all of a sudden, you know. Hello, Leroy? It's Priscilla. Yes. How you been? You're nervous. You don't know what's coming. Maybe she wants to get back with you. You'd rather that. You know, you ghosted her, but you'd rather that. Um, can I meet you somewhere? Now you're scared. Now, these days, you don't know whether it's I'm pregnant or I found out that I have HIV. Now you're nervous on your throat. You know your life is never going to be the same. Yeah, we could meet. Oh, can I come over to your house? You can't hide now. She know where you live. You shouldn't be trying to hide. You should have been realistic in your dealings with her. What time can I come over? Well, um, I'm home all day. I'm coming over now. Five minutes after she hung the phone up, ding dong. Wait a second. She was already over here. <laughs> she already knew. Um, you know that week that we spent together? And you treated me so nice. She's being sarcastic as she should be and allowed to. You ghosted her. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. Now you think about all the things you did. Now you're thinking about her, those, they have aha moments where you think about those ah moments. That thing felt so good, didn't it? You already know what's coming. Well, I wanted to wait because after the second month, I didn't have my period. You already know what it is. Now it's four months and I found out two months ago that I'm pregnant. This is a common situation. This happens all the time. Somebody is calling somebody or in front of somebody right now as we speak. It doesn't matter if it's here in West Africa, which is a different thing because they don't look down on. It's not a like, oh, my God, I can't. Whatever. They are happy to bring life into the world, no matter what the circumstances. It's different to bug me out. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. But over there, the young lady says, I'm pregnant. Already he's trying to find a way out of it. Well, <laughs> are you sure it's mine? What are you trying to say? You're the only person I've been with. You know how I roll. You know my reputation. Well, I'm just saying, you know, make sure you ain't see you in four months. Maybe you could have been with somebody else. Well, I haven't had my period since I've been with you. Well, uh, uh, what you want to do now? 
I'll go on and give you some money if you want to take care of it. I'm not taking care of anything. You're going to take care of this child with me. I don't need a relationship with you. I already see what kind of man you are. I just want you to take care of your responsibilities. Now, every sex act that he performed on her, he's looking at her and, and can't understand how he, he, he lost it and just was irresponsible. But he's trying to make her the enemy. Man, you the enemy. You the one who did what you did. Chemically driven fools. Now, here you are. For the ones who are older, who should be the generals in the army and leading us to freedom. Here you are in family court, 69 years old, and you standing there with somebody who's 22. And you took advantage of her because her family didn't take care of her. They got rid of her. They made her get out for whatever reason. That happens a lot. And it's not the young girl's fault. Sometimes it is. She might be using drugs, stealing stuff, whatever, for those who are like that. But we have a lot of righteous young ladies who are pushed out of their home because of some rift or some jealousy or family issues, dysfunctional family issues, because all of us come from some level of dysfunction. I'm not saying your family was, but they got to be at least 1% in there. It could be 99, but it's in there. And if you don't have it, and you had that perfect TV family, when you go to your job or you go on the street, there's a whole lot of people out there who are dysfunctional who are going to give you the cooties when you deal with them. You remember that in school? Tag, you're it. You cross your fingers. You got the cooties. So you got to you got to touch the other person when they don't have their fingers crossed because the fingers crossed means you're protected. <laughs> Maybe you call it something different. And you sitting there mad because you got the cooties and you just looking, everybody looking at you like you got my face. Hey, my fingers are crossed. Ha <laughs> ha. And you catch somebody. Now they got the cooties. But now you sitting up here looking stupid with gray hair, 69 years old with the 22 year old. Now to make it funny, don't let it be. Don't let that young girl be somebody that you took advantage of. And it's obvious. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, look, all our sisters are beautiful, but there's some that where people will say, what made him do that with her? <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's some women who people question, hey, that old man right there, what made her do that with him? I'm going to say it this way. I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to say any names. I've been saying situations more because I've seen a lot, been through a lot, observed a lot. There's a situation I had an old girlfriend, old, old girlfriend, teenage years, all that stuff. You know, that kind of, you know, not even puppy love, just like, okay, we were trying to be grown. And it lasted for a while in that age group. I mean, if you're 18 and you last a year, that's a long time. I and mean, maybe you can last a little longer. If you're in middle school and you have this little crush going on, it usually may go for a few weeks or a few, not even a few months. When you get older, it's longer, but it was pretty long. It was pretty serious from a vantage point, even though I was a sapling with a lot of experience, but with certain things emotionally, I wasn't as developed, even though I was advanced for my age. So we broke up. It was mysterious to me because basically she broke up with me, but it was mysterious. I know she was going through things and she had things in her mind and her family was extremely dysfunctional. And it's connected to other stories that I've told, but I don't want to connect it by saying what it is because if somebody happens to listen, I don't want to embarrass anybody. But one day, 
I happened to be going two blocks past where she lived. It was a major street. I wasn't trying to go two blocks and peek down the block and let me see if she's with somebody else. No. When a woman is done with you, you have to accept it. But it wasn't even that kind of breakup. It was just that it was staying away a lot, going away and just being, what are you going through? Oh, well, I have to accept this. So when I got past the block, I was walking. I saw, she called to me. Actually, she called to me before I even saw her. And this was, let me see. This had to be, I'll tell you about maybe three years, four years after we broke up. And there was a child. <laughs> she had a little child in the stroller. So it wasn't too long. You add nine months and maybe a couple of other months and broke up three, four years ago. Okay, a year or two went by and you got with somebody. Hey, you slow your roll. So she got closer and she was smiling from ear to ear. So it let me know that it was a pleasant thing. She was glad to see me. So I, I, you know, I was braced. I didn't know. I didn't do anything to a bad to get any kind of bad uh, uh, response from her greeting me or seeing me. So she got closer and closer, smiling. So I'm trying to keep my eyes on her and not look down because maybe there could be somebody else's child that she's babysitting. It didn't mean it was hers. So my mind was open. So she greeted me. She hugged me. She kissed me on the cheek. And we rocked back. And you know, when you hug somebody, you're glad to see them. And you stand in place and you rock back and forth. And she's like, oh, Lance, I'm glad to see you. And I'm thinking... Well, you didn't want to see me too tough back three, four years ago, but I didn't hold that against her. I was actually glad to see her. It felt good to hug her, not from any arousal standpoint, because we had a lot of good times together. So why should we let the breakup mess that up? Maybe we can't be friends. Maybe I don't know, but the energy was good. So I didn't want to say, hey, what you got here? I talked to her. I said, well, how have you been doing? She's like, well, I'm going in this direction. And I saw you're going in that direction. I'm going to the store. And I'm like, well, I'm going past that area. But let's walk together. It was about a half a mile. And we talked. And after about five minutes, she said, well, you're probably wondering whose child is this? I said, you know me well, but you know I'm a gentleman and I'm not going to ask. But if you want to inform me, sure, I'm all ears. She said, this is my son. I said, I kind of looked down and I could see the resemblance, but maybe it could be your sisters, one of your sister's children, because you all look alike. You got the same DNA. She said, yes, this is my child. But she said it in a way where, okay, there's more to this story to me. See, I, she's like, oh, she didn't say, oh, this is my, my son and I'm happy. And oh, this is my child. Okay, that tone of voice told me something. And she said after that, I love him so much, but, but, but what? I didn't say that. I was thinking that. So she's like, his father died last year. I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I was sincerely sorry to hear that because he really was, she's still alive, is I say a sweet girl because she was that age at that time, but she's a sweet woman. She is a good woman. And 
I wanted to hear more, but I didn't want to ask because, you know, my mother and father raised me a certain way and not to be known. If you want to tell, I'm here to listen and vibe with you. But if you don't, I have to take what you give. So she told me that he died of natural causes. I'm like, hey, wait a second. We in our early 20s. I'm thinking now, natural causes? So maybe he's a couple years older than you, but so I am... Um, I asked the natural causes, what do you mean by that? Well, it's his age. You know, he, um, he was near 80 years old. You could have punched me in the face with a Mike Tyson left hook. It wouldn't have hurt more. Not hurt, but I was, I was bedazzled. I was perplexed. I was like, wait a second. You're about right now, 22, 23 years old, and he was almost 80? What's wrong with me? Hey, look, I wasn't in the running anymore. I cut that, but y'all saw the condition I was in at that age and it wasn't just a physical thing, but, but you went around, you should have called me up. We could have, you know, I'm thinking that way. Cause I was younger. I said, you, 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 you couldn't be desperate for certain things. I said, okay, not only was he that age, but he was from what I found out very much illiterate. But I understand that at that age, she was, and with the major issues she had mentally, and she wasn't crazy, but emotional issues more so, some mental issues, very dysfunctional family, what he represented to her. But as I talk with her more and more, we stood out in front of the store for about an hour talking about that situation. She wasn't too much to him except a bit of a conquest, but she didn't realize that. He offered her stability. He had his own place, whatever, whatever, but he, he, he didn't have much going on. I mean, the guy, what kind of conversation can you have with a man who's almost 80 years old and illiterate and he's on his way out? Maybe he had 20 more years. I don't know. And you juicy and full of youth, the juices of youth. And he saw that and he found a way for that organ to defy gravity to get that one more pretty because she was shapely. She was pretty. Even the hourglass would look at her with her hourglass shape. What kind of hourglass is that? But this is how things go. But from his side of things, brother, what were you thinking? Because with me personally, and I've always said this to people as a joke. If when you were born, Right? Or you were just born and I was experiencing orgasms in my life. I don't need to be with you. If you were born, just born, and I'm already having orgasms, enjoying these things, I shouldn't be with you. Because I start to play the numbers game. I get some 19, 20-year-olds hitting on me out here, but it's not hitting on in a certain way. They're interested to see if I'm, you know, want to build something and, and do, am I married and all of that. That's, that's a big age gap. The culture. But even then, I start thinking, well, I'm 60, and this is 2023, and you're 20 years old. So in 2003, you were in diapers. And I was a grown man, middle-aged man then. What the hell would I be thinking about? I'll be thinking about the numbers, if that was a possibility. This is crazy. These men who don't see themselves 
as who they are at the chronological age they are yes find somebody who you can get into you can do your freaky deek when you're 90 years old i don't care but don't get away from your positioning of being a general in this army while we have the red dot and the cross threads across our forehead while the white finger is on the trigger or a white-minded black finger is on the trigger you see what I mean? Sister Hope, the only right side messes with. <laughs> 666, yes, always, always. We're forgetting our role. Why are we so focused on that aspect, that one aspect of life? When like a smooth trans transmission in a brand new car, we should be moving toward a different gear. I'll tell you, I was a wild something back in the day. I was a wild something back in the day, but I was smooth with it. And I never went to anybody in a predatory fashion, but I know my role now. There's a lot of trust given to me. There's a lot of trust given to me when people call me and share certain things, intimate details about their life. And they say, Lance, I want your real opinion on this. And I know you're not going to repeat it. And I can't and I won't. They may say you can use this particular situation in my private life. But please don't mention my name. I said, I never mention names unless you come on the show and show your face and say, hey, this is how it is. If you want to do that, you can do that. But I'm not going to exploit you or violate you. You'd be surprised the amount of good looking women who confide in me and I would never violate their trust. Because many have had uncles who violated the trust. Many who have had stepfathers who have violated the trust. And they're right there like putty and it takes a mature mind with true righteous love for their people to not jump on in, in on the goodies that are not meant for you if you were in diapers and i was out here having orgasms i can't mess with you i mean i'm off the market anyway but i'm just saying come on man what can you talk about well when i was born and you was 40 years old It's not about, it's not about, we use this term, and I'm getting adult now, but I'm not going to use any bad words. We use this term, head. You know what I'm talking about. Now, if you're much younger than me, or a man, I'm not putting myself in this, I'm just going to say much younger than an older, 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 older man. He's very shallow. If he's going for the easy capture, he can manipulate just to receive this act. Let's be real. But a real man can't enjoy head if a woman has nothing in her head of note. I know this for a fact. Much younger, you know, you meet these girls at the party and you... You might be tipsy because I wasn't drinking, really. I'm not knocking if you did, but I always kept my senses because I had to look out for the dudes who were jealous. Oh, man, them girls talking to him, man. We're going to snuff him. Can we hang out? <laughs> Let's get something to eat. Hang out. I like you. I was like, okay, I know what this is all about. We hang out. We talk a little bit. And they seem to be interested in me. Like I said, when I was younger, I was something else. 
So things happen. You eat the meal, you pull up at the park and other cars, the windows are foggy. And things start to happen. And then you realize, not that you have to have three college degrees and a master's degree and for it to feel good. But if you don't really have nothing of substance in your head, how can your head feel good on me? Some people just mess with anything. I couldn't do that. Because even in my wilder days, it had to be something a little more than just having a woman as a glorified friction provider. Because what you going to talk about after that? Now you're going to created a soul tie unnecessarily to dilute your force, your power. You know, back in the days before we had circuit breakers, we had fuses. And the fuse was this thing you screwed in and all the power in that particular part of the house went through the fuse and it was an alloy, a combination of two metals. That if you were pulling too much electricity on that one circuit, that was a weaker metal that melted and broke the circuit. You see what I mean? So that's the way it is in life. It should be where there's a cutoff switch if you realize that there's too much going on. Because when you make these soul ties, you know when the we had the old fuses that if you, the, the washing machine came on and you in the bedroom, the lights blinked a little bit or dimmed for a second when it went into another cycle because it was pulling so much power. So when you have so many soul ties that you didn't deal with cutting off, it pulls from your initial life force essence. Very few of us are operating at 100%. Very few. But the bottom line is, the more people you're connected to, you're supposed to be a general in this army and you distracted with running around with all these women. And your stuff ain't even working right. But we have this way now because we don't usually have power in this world system that's hijacked by somebody else, that's hijacked by the enemy. The only way we feel we have power. Man, I tore that girl up. Man, I'm going to get that. What you going to get? What, what, what are you really getting? What are you building, man? Your whole life is a never-ending succession of getting that. You lay on your deathbed if you have one. The luxury of having or knowing you're going to transition to make peace. And all you can think about is how you frolicked with different ones, but you didn't build anything. Oh, how sad that is. You want that? But you, there's going to be somebody at your funeral. You in the ground, there's going to be some chicken a mini skirt, but you're going to try to come out the ground and yeah. let me just go on and get that, Lord. Just put some life in my body so I can get that. Don't create a legacy. We're not here for that. Like I said, if you're 90, 100 years old and you're still swinging, you have somebody, you're consensual, fine. But the focus of your life at this point, as you move toward transition, should be to share the wisdom that you've accrued over life. But if you live the life of sport and play and frolic and low vibrational endeavors, then what do you have to share? You wasted your time. 
You're worth nothing to the community. You, you have spoiled people's lives because all you could see is one thing. And then you get older and now you have the pill that you can use to push your time of low vibrational activities, lying to the young girls and, and doing things way past your time. How long is it going to last? You're going to be 80 at the club. You're going to be 85. There's going to be a certain point in your life where your penis will only be used just to pee. And it's sad because those who work in the medical field and nursing and caregivers who have to deal with older men, they think it ain't working. But they still think they got it. They see the pretty young nurse with the nice shape and they come whipping out on them. What you think? That little thing. You whipping out. Your balls are longer than that little thing you got. Where'd you go on somewhere? You can't do nothing with that. But it shows you the kind of mind that they had, even if they're distinguished by their, by their accomplishments on paper. Oh, that's so-and-so and so-and-so. You know, he was the head administrator over this particular university, and he ran in politics, and he was a pastor. Somebody. But all the stuff in the back of your mind, there's no filter no more. It comes out. So I don't give a damn what you accomplish in this life. A lot of us accomplish things to put ourselves in position to take advantage of our young sisters. What's your motivation? Why are you doing this? And it's always those people that put themselves in a position of uprightness that can disappoint you the, the, the most. Pedophiles will put themselves in places where they can be near kids. They'll hang around the parks where the kids play. We had a water park in Orlando, Florida called Wet n Wild on International Drive. And I knew some of the security guards that were there. And most of them were not security standing there with a corny little badge on, no. They were watching through the cameras, the high-definition cameras, and they always had some men who would come in and pay and sit there all day by the restrooms because they know everybody after a while got to pee or more. And when the young girls and the young boys would go to the bathrooms and maybe their parents were close by or maybe their parents weren't close by because they felt this is wet and wild. We see security. Our children are safe here. It didn't mean that these guys would snatch up the kids and run with them. They wouldn't get too far, but they wanted to be near what they wanted. And the way they would look at these little girls and these little boys, you knew exactly what it was. These things are out here. And we need the real men as generals in our armed forces, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Like that conductor over the orchestra who he's there for the purpose of timing, split second timing. Because if everybody looks up to the conductor, they know when you get pointed to and that beat comes down, it's time for you to play your instrument. This is an attack on us. The attack that's on the older men, the so-called elders, a lot of them are not elders. They just happen to be olders, old fools, chemically driven, driven fools, testosterone replacement therapy, Viagra, black hair dye, dark brown hair dye, 
dye in your mustache. When you see one of them dye in your mustache type older dudes with that smirk coming to you, ladies, you know you're messing with a fool. I've always shaved off my hair, but I'll tell you one thing. My hair basically is mostly white now. I didn't do that because it's turning white. I did this from back in 98. Had a full head, head of hair. I don't know what's up there now, but I like to keep my head like this. This is just the personal preference. I ain't running from nothing because my little mustache here is getting to be more salt than pepper. <laughs> and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with the position that I hold now in my community. I don't mean just the local community where I am, but the whole world. I'm good with that. I'm good with sharing. I don't know everything, but what I know I'm going to share. What I don't know, I'll humble myself and sit down and shut up and listen to somebody, whether they're older or younger, that can share the wisdom. We have to do this now. We have to step up to the plate. And if you can't maintain the position, don't act like it. Don't waste the time of our community. You got to understand <laughs> what you say, Hope. You was only for pissing your balls long. For real. For real. <laughs> Looking like a, a, a porn shop, not porn. I said P-A-W-N when you bring things and get money for it. Them three little balls that's there. You don't know what's the balls and what's the dick. <laughs> Guy's so seen out, he masturbating, holding one of his balls. <laughs> He's like, you're holding the wrong one. Sorry to get lewd, y'all. You know we're adult here, and you know I give you all the utmost respect, but we talk real. Like I said, I'm just that guy in the bus stop. I'm just that guy in the Walmart checkout line. I'm just that guy sitting next to you in a doctor's office and she said you know i thought i was going to be bored here but i ran into this talkative guy and he made that hour-long wait something nice even to the point where they called my name to go i was sad that i had to leave him here take my number man we got to talk and that's how it goes it's a beautiful thing but i have a few things i have to do today i'm five hours ahead of the east coast so right now for me it's 10 56 i actually have to leave out in 30 minutes that's cool but just think about what I shared. And doesn't mean you can't be active, older gentlemen, but you have to focus more so on the bigger things. I won't deny you the pleasures of a beautiful black woman, but don't destroy her. Don't lie to her. And don't make that the focus of your relationship. Pour into her, not just sperm, but wisdom. And it shouldn't be about the physical. Try to refrain from that. Because your wisdom and your stability is a massive turn-on for a lot of our sisters because there's not as much as it should be there. So you got to understand what's coming at you. And you can't take advantage of it thinking, well, she wanted to. Look, she may have wanted to. But refrain if you can. Sister, you're very attractive. Men are going to think certain things. But understand, I'm in your life for this. I'm not mad at you two years later. She keep trying you now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But be that way. Let them know. Because a lot of our sisters have been very disappointed by the males and the men. Well, not men, but the males. Because real men know how to carry themselves. And if you are a real man and you do have a certain feeling, don't use your positioning and your trust to get next to her. But be her friend after a while and say, hey, we have a close proximity in each other's lives. And it's a lot of trust, but I'm going to have to refrain from being around you as much because 
I don't want what we have to be compromised. You know, when you're a political entity and you step down or you're in a corporate entity, and you step down. Usually because of scandals coming. But look at a lot of the pastors out here, right? They're supposed to be upright. They're supposed to be supposed to be. We know they're human. But a lot of them go on with what they go on and they don't step down. If I was a pastor and I had an issue. I felt the temptation. I'm stepping down, y'all. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to tell you who it is. But I'm going to say, listen, before you get me caught up and say, oh, they go another pastor. You'll respect me at the end of the day because of oh, Pastor Lance, at least he did say. He said he's stepping down because he got some issues to deal with that's not proper in the position that he holds. You won't disgrace me. You may say, man, that's a little odd. What went on? But at the end of the day, you'll say at least he's a man because he did the right thing. And that's how we should carry ourselves because we need our men. We need our men to take the positions and not run away from them. We need our men to take the position of being that general and not want to be a woman to skirt around it. I'm getting a sex change. I identified, no, fool. It's not easy being in our position, being ostracized and put down and looked at as the enemy and painted in their media as being the criminal and the bad guy. It's not easy, but we're built for this. Whatever comes our way, you got to realize we are built for this. And if you fail your position, on a divine level, you're going to have to pay for that because you weren't put here for the foolishness that you do and the titillation that the enemy gives you to take your mind off course. I'm on the computer a lot. I got all kinds of things. The other night, something popped up on my screen. Oh, my God, look at her. Oh, God, I, no, let me get out of here. I ain't falling for that. You got to have a strong mind these days because if they can't get heroin or methamphetamine or crack or, or whatever drug in your veins, they're going to try to get you through your mind, through lust, through anger, through despair, through negativity. So you feeling good. I ain't no crackhead. I ain't never used no drug in my life, but you weak as hell. because the enemy got you on so many ways. Because your mind is dominated looking at the things on a lower vibration, hedonistic, carnal activities, which are very sweet in the proper context. I ain't against it. I ain't against it. In the proper context, in the proper place. But too many of us want to dip our wick in the wax of a candle jar that we don't belong in. That's the problem. And we portray to be this righteous person. Does that tell man, Scurve, you be talking about sex all the time. You be insinuating whatever. Because that is in my DNA. That is how I came up. If I was a crackhead when I was younger, I would be referring to being on, in the streets on crack. But I'm not going to let my natural desires, which I still have as a man, generically. What are you talking about? He married. What are you talking about? No, men have that, that, that thing that's a switch and you see something attractive. You don't act on it, but you see it for what it is and you, you move on. The problem is most of us can't move on. 
Oh, we can move on. All right. We want to move on on top of that thing we see. That's the problem. Let's focus on being on who we are supposed to be. We evolve in life. We understand that Satan, the evil forces and negativity will take a righteous desire and turn it around on us to make us sick. We have a desire to eat food. But when you want to eat all the food, you got a problem because it's not good for you. We have a natural desire to sleep after a hard day's work or earning. That don't mean you want to sleep all day. Well, if you have a day off, you might want to lay around in the bed all day because this system is rough on us. Do you try to breathe up all the air, drink up all the water? Sex is there. It's a good thing. It's a gift. It's a beautiful thing. I love it. Man, what a beautiful thing it is. But don't let that thing pull you out of your role of what you need to be focusing on. They never in the restaurant serve the dessert first unless you ask for it. Well, let me eat up five pieces of pie. Then the food come, you can't ingest what's nutritional for you or nutritious for you. So let's place things in their proper context as we get a little old on a chronological level. That is not as important. Our people need us more. Things are balanced in nature. You'll, you'll get, but you don't even need that much. It, it's great joy to know that you have value for your people and they value you. That, that's a high. It's a validation. I'm not seeking no validation from no white man or no corporation. Please hire me. I'm qualified. I'll tap dance for you. <laughs> I'll be your Mr. Man. I'll itch where I scratch where I don't itch. No, I'm a servant of my people, and it brings me great joy. If I had a trillion dollars, I could do things. But if I have wisdom, that's just as much of a value if I can weave it verbally in a very entertaining way, an easily digestible way that you can relate to. I ain't going to sit up here ain't a retentive. Well, basically, this is what you should do. You fall asleep. You'll be on somebody else's YouTube channel. <laughs> So you got to make it something that's engaging, but you got to lace it with a lot of truth. Know that I love you all. I'm glad to be here. I got to take a step out. Don't get me started, Hope. <laughs> We're going to have a show where we have a little comedy going on. I got that thing inside of me. I'm going to get a little footage in a little while, do a little interview with a brother out here. We're doing some different things. I ain't going to spill the beans yet, but I'm looking forward to doing these different things. It's beautiful life. Challenges happen. Things happen that seem to be bad. But at the end of the day, everything is for the greater good. Don't let the enemy take over your mind. Don't let him orchestrate your movements and turn you into his marionette puppet. But with the puppet strings, it's not on our limbs. The puppet strings go to our mind. So you have to filter out everything that comes to your mind because lots of times, it's going to take us out of our righteous roles. Black men, especially the older ones, check yourself. Make sure you're operating in the right spirit. Make sure you're giving back to the community. It doesn't mean you're going to change overnight because <laughs> our sisters can be quite the intoxicant. They're beautiful inside and out, but honor their beauty from within. Those things that are intangible that you don't see, they are more than body parts. You understand? Love them on that level and do the right thing for them. You can love many women righteously without laying a hand on them.
by giving of your wisdom, by giving of your energy, by making them feel protected in a hostile world. Understand that. And the rush that you feel from that is better than a cheap orgasm that you manipulated yourself into. And then what? It's nice when I see our sisters sometimes they talk with me and they just, they're glowing. They're glad to see me because they know I'm going to approach them the proper way. Even if I few, say a few crazy words on the show, y'all know where I'm coming from. This is my passion. This is my love. Let me run y'all. It's been kind and nice to be here. I'll vibe with you shortly. We will have something later on in the day. I'm going to go out in the world and soak up more experiences and maybe a little more wisdom from somebody. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to bring it to you. Much love to you all. Lance Gerv out. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Actually, today I, I, I got to meet my friend Lance. Yes, I got to meet my friend Lance. This is my first time meeting him in person, and he's a very kind man, seriously. I do talk with him on phone, like on phone, on WhatsApp, but I've never got to meet him. But today, it's just 
extraordinary. He's very like anything you want to know about life, anything you want to know about just him on just like anything you want to know about life, please. YouTube, Telegram, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media channels, you got to find him there. He's very inspiring, he's very positive. If you want anything positive about life, please subscribe to landscape and then every day you got to see different videos different talks different topics about life see you